0: hey nikesh so welcome to the teen whisperer show it really means a lot that you're here right now so please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcasting career so far
1: hey um good to be here i am nikesh i write narrate and produce indian noir which is india's number one storytelling podcast we do crime and horror stories and you can listen to them on www.indianoir.com uh, which will have a link that will take you to your favorite podcasting apps. Um, so uh, Indian Noir has been running for nearly two and a half years. Um, it's one of India's most critically acclaimed um, fiction podcasts. Uh, we've had lots of uh, great shows on the podcast. Um, His Night Begins, which is a crime show. Fear mm-hmm. FM, which is a horror show. And we do short uh, horror um, stories as well and uh, uh, right now I'm finishing up a series uh, called Bhankar uh, mm-hmm. which is a horror story uh, once that is done starting on Republic Day uh, 2021 is Trishul which is a military thriller mm-hmm. um, so uh, lots of very interesting content on the podcast if you are a fan of fast paced thrilling uh fiction, be it in the horror or the um, uh, crime genre. Um, so you know, I started off as a writer. I did that for a couple of decades. Um, then I did a bit of uh, uh, voice acting and uh, did lots of video recording uh, audio recordings of poems um for fun that really took off and that gave me the idea to combine the two skills and so i started the podcast and it's been a very successful journey so far um it's been wonderful
0: wow that's great you know i was really wondering would it be taking like 15 minutes of your entire introduction when you give it yourself because when i read it on a spotify description it's like there were like you know it i need an additional sheet in order to write an extra stuff it was like that when i saw it <laughs> so i was like okay yeah, yeah. I'm to go for longer.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to, um, you know, I mean, the mm. people will come to Indie through different pathways. Some people have listened to my poetry readings. Some people have known me as a writer for a while. Other people have don't have any of the yeah. uh, sort of background about me. So they come in through the podcast. So I try to cater to those three groups um, with that introduction. Yeah.
0: No, that's great. That's great. So um, this is I, I actually had some of the observations from your podcast, and I think these uh, questions can actually give the audience a little bit of uh, insights about how they can actually improve uh, from podcasting to various different sort of levels. So creating stories on Audible and I know getting the best selling award. Uh, I mean, like, so what do you want to tell to those people who have an amazing voice or talent and they want to take it to the next level? Like, you know, getting featured on Audible as such. So something that like you did, what do you want to do to those people yeah. that want to take you to the next level?
1: Oh, look, I think, you know, uh, the, the first thing I would say is that to be a good uh, narrator, obviously train well in your narration skills, to be a good writer, train in your um, uh, writing skills. Both of these things take time. And then once you combine the two, that again takes a lot of time and experience as well. Um, I suppose if you've spent a lot of time individually perfecting those two crafts, then perhaps when you combine the two, the the time um, frame it takes to improve in in that particular art is is not that long, but it still takes a lot of experience. So Indian art is produced on a weekly basis. So I get a lot of experience trying to um, Hone my craft really on both those front, fronts. But really, I've had a long writing career, so you know I've had a decade and a half of a writing experience. So that's uh, that's really helped me. Uh, voice acting, I uh, not some not so long, but I did it for two to three years. That includes training and getting some practice uh, uh, acting, voice acting in international audio dramas. Um, and doing a lot of poetry readings on on online, um, and you know, once you get to a certain level, you know that you are ready to take the next step in terms of commercializing it. And for me, uh, the, the the big indicator was doing the poetry readings, and they were real viral hits. Some of them have been listened to for more than one million times. And um, you know, um, so uh, with the fiction, I all, I had I had won awards. I had not had any commercial success. Through major major publishers or self-publishing, because the publishing uh, business is, is is very tricky. Yeah. Um, there's there's lots of writers, there's lots of books. It's very difficult to get attention mm-hmm. uh, from the readers. So, um, but you know, obviously, uh, combining those two, I I've just managed to find a niche uh, where I've had, had success. So that's that's been really good. So my advice would be to really, really hone your craft and get really good at it and combine it and then pitch it to um, people like audible for example um, but gets lots of, lots of experience you know sort of doing it that really matters
0: yeah and you know how do you stay that stance because when i uh, see that saw that you actually worked with many lot of big creators so i mean like getting to that level is kind of really hard but being in that level is something that's way more hard than you could possibly imagine mm. because every single yeah. people are rising so how do you actually stay in that level for longer time?
1: Yeah, I, look, I, I think um, the, the, there is no substitute to um, hard work and mm-hmm. consistency. I think those are the two key things. And I'm pretty sure you've interviewed people yeah. on the business front, people who make a lot of money, um, not artists like me, uh, you know, who, who would have, I'm pretty sure also told you that regularity, consistency, yeah, hard yeah. work, sticking on the same path for a long time that eventually yields the results those things are transferable to art as well mm. um you know so for indian noir for example it takes uh, 8.5 hours to produce 20 minutes of content for the finished content wow. and you have to do this week in and week out um, it's a it's more a mental um stamina game mm. more than you know um, these strange notions people have about art. You will go and sit on a mountain and you will get wonderful ideas. It doesn't work like that. It's very, very similar to a business in a lot of ways. Mm. You just have to put in the hours of actually doing it and then you slowly improve. Um, so when you start off, you have some more sort of liberty to go and experiment. Um, when you're uh, on the top level of the game, you just have to keep doing the, the 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 activity that you are pursuing with the consistency and regularity mm-hmm. and a determination that uh, uh, you know makes sure that you outlast your competition uh, but more than uh, comp- competing with others you're competing with yourself yeah you know most importantly you have your mind that's uh, wanting to just stop and go and do some fun things <laughs> then it's also then you're also having to deal with uh, your mind that wants to keep doing the same thing again and again. So you have to kind of fight these two internal uh, battles mm-hmm. to be able to produce good work. So more than external competition, I'm, to more to, I'm talking about internal competition. I really don't think you can compete with other people. Everyone's got unique skill sets, and you know everyone will do their own thing, and they will have an audience that really likes what they do. You know, people there are people who don't like Ingenue. Um, in fact, only 20% of the people who listen to Ingenue actually really enjoy it and continue to be mm-hmm. hardcore fans. they will go and find something else that they really enjoy. Uh, And you know, that's fair enough, that's what they like. Uh, But uh, you know, um, yeah, so so those are the sort of factors uh, that'll keep you in the game.
0: Exactly. And you know, one of the things that you mentioned that, you know, you never can compete with others, because uh, I kind of help people who can who are just starting their own podcast, I kind of help them like, you know, how to start and not just the basic stuff. And they always ask me this one question, like, you know, uh, how can I be like this guy? How can I be like this guy? And I always told them, so a podcast, it has tons of purposes. When I was exploring every single time, I was like, uh, you know, like you were doing friction and uh, crime. Uh, so that isn't the only purpose. You might have a lot of stuff going on the back end as well. So you can clearly know what are things that I'm talking about. So Yes, it's not easy and it's not possible to compete with someone uh, like Tim Ferris or Joe Rogan. It's not possible. So you have to make your own yeah. audience and your own competition. And there's one more thing yeah. I want to ask from your observation is uh, in many movies, people show that it, who's a writer or an artist, when they go to Himalayas or when they go to some place, you know, serene, they would be like getting this uh, arc in their head that everything is gone. The creativity is and all that. So yeah. is, is it true or is it actually... Is, at some point, maybe it's possible, but how much do you think it's possible uh, for people who believe that it's, it's the right way to do
1: it? Yeah, look, I, th- I think um, it's a dangerous habit to fall into. I think uh, the people who really succeed in an art form are the people who do it consistently. Every day, even if it's for five minutes, hmm. if you do it every day, you will get better at it. Versus thinking that, oh, you know, you're going to wait for the perfect Uh, circumstances for those ideas to come together. I used to, I'm telling you this because I used to do this and everyone does this. Everyone at the beginning of their artistic career, if if, regardless of whether they're serious about it or not, whether they have talent in it or not, they all do this thing where they will, oh, I need a perfect office to start working. I need the perfect, you know, it needs to be perfectly quiet before I can do this. I need to go to the Himalayas in a resort to uh, get the ideas. Sure, there are some people who work like that, but they don't produce a lot of work. Mm. And for that reason, I, I find their work quite stale. The people who are really good, they work on something every day, regularly year on year, and they're able to produce a lot of work, uh, which then you know means that more people discover them, mm. more people enjoy it. Uh, there are surely there are people who go and uh, you know produce one great piece of work, and they you know that's that's celebrated. And that's that's good too, but if your intention is to get good at an artistic uh, art and art form uh, i think it's important to devote time to it every day and forget this idea that you know you need special circumstances to improve in it um the only time i would say you should uh, have that kind of an attitude is if you are in the learning process and you don't want to Mm. be too hard on yourself yeah Uh, you know maybe go and explore and feel free to experiment and be kind to yourself um post that it's it's just a lot of work consistently um at a very fast pace uh with, with a real drive to really understand and master your craft
0: yeah i guess probably that clears up my mind included because every single time when i see a movie it kind of like you know they sh- i mean like in indians mostly i guess in the entertainment industry has influenced a lot of people and in a good way yeah, yeah. also and yeah
1: of course uh, of course
0: yeah, in a bad way as well. But yeah, that really uh, glazes things up. So, cool. So, the next thing I want to ask you, is, so this can be a long question because it's really hard for me to type this out while I'll ask you. Okay. So, let me know if you can understand it. So, I listened to one of your episodes of Indian Oil, which is the episode 5 of His Night Begins. Where yeah. you take into the conversation of both the characters, Virat and his uncle, I guess I read this in sort of description. So now there are two. There are some people who would want to start their own story mode podcast, but mm-hmm. the hardest part comes in where that ha- they have to take out like the perspective of two persons. For example, boy and a girl, or in this case, hero and his guru. Now, how do you differentiate them properly, and uh, also make yeah. sure that you don't put too much of the same perception on. These two characters rather write dialogues yeah. according to the character. If that makes sense,
1: yeah, I, I think there are two aspects to what you're saying. One is mm-hmm. the actual dialogue, and the other thing is the the voice acting that goes into the dialogue. I think, I think, look, the writing part of it's not that complicated, and I would advise you not to, um, uh, complicate it too much either.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and
1: by that, what I mean is, all you need to keep in mind is that uh, the, the there are two different characters, and they have two different agendas sort or of viewpoints just keep that in mind and write and whatever comes out of that will differentiate it mm. because um you know i think in that scene i can't remember it's been so long but i would say let's take any scene with uh, virat and his uncle virat is an experienced hitman he's mm. he's uh, he's uh, very loyal to his uncle and he te- treats him with a lot of reverence whereas his uncle you know he's past his prime he's no longer in the business he he, is, he was the teacher of all these great hitmen and he almost has a, you know, um, he's disengaged from the whole uh, business that Virat's talking about. So he, that, that would be his attitude. Um, but it's a series progress as you understand why he's behaving the way he is. Uh, but, you know, as a writer, you would have the understanding of the differences and just write the dialogue based on your simplistic understanding of that. And that's the best thing. Don't overcomplicate it. Voice acting is a different uh, beast altogether uh, because, you know, Virat has a very deep voice and yeah. the uncle speaks in a very different cadence. That's something you'll have to build as a, as a skill. And there are lots of courses you can do to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one um, a cheap way to do this online is through udemy.com. They have got a lot mm. of courses. Uh, please do search on Google. There are plenty of courses that do this, but uh, I think if you're really serious about it, and I, I didn't have the opportunity to do this, but a good way to learn how to do this would be actually to do uh, join a theater group locally, you can make some friends oh. and have fun and yeah, be able yeah. to do this as well. But, you know, in summary, really uh, different voices are about um, different pitch, different uh, speed, where the sound is produced you know, Virat really speaks from, this is uh, Virat very much. He speaks very low yeah. and the uncle might be, might be speaking in a different way. Ah, Virat, you know, he might be speaking nasally. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's just where the sound comes from. Um, so once you kind of understand those sort of dynamics, then it's a matter of having confidence and doing it. But don't overdo it, don't overact. Because it's really story narration. It's not, people don't expect you to go full-blown like yeah. an animated movie, as long as you differentiate a little bit. And this is particularly true when men do women's voices. Mm-hmm. You can't be talking like, hey, Sheila, how are you? You can't be doing that's really insulting it's, it, to women. And it yeah. sounds lame. Yeah. Instead, like when I do women, I speak very low. And, uh, you know, I speak at that level. And uh, that addresses it. people understand it. Again, people just want to be able to differentiate who's speaking and get move on with the story. They don't really care about how well you have, whether you've delivered an Oscar worthy performance <laughs> as uh, you know. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess uh, right, you're right because people would be, get uh, more on the, you know, the voiceover rather than the script, what actually they are trying to convey to the audience. I guess that's where yes, people agreed. are actually, yeah, more worried about, I guess. Yeah, no, it I agree with you.
1: I agree with you. Yeah, It takes, takes away from the script.
0: Mm-hmm. yes because you know i was actually i have this another 18 plus podcast called sex and everything else so we were yeah. actually bringing in guests uh, sex coaches and uh, people who are having sex podcasts and uh, i was like okay i mean like uh it's really hard to get those people especially in india it's really hard to get those mm-hmm. people so i was mostly get u.s clients uh so when i was do, do i thought of like okay let's do a story mode one okay let's do how a boy and a girl and uh, I really, I was really, to be honest, I was just thinking that female voice. We were watching it before. Mm-hmm. I was really thinking that, and good uh, glad I didn't do it. So then I asked my friend; if she would do it, okay? She would definitely do it. But yeah, I guess people should focus more on the script rather than on the voiceovers that they're trying to give. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally agreed yeah, on that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Wait. Uh, so your podcast actually includes, uh, you know, uh, violence, sex scenes, drugs. So visually, it's really easy. To show these things, but you know, uh, I mean, like of course it costs a lot, (laughs) but uh, bringing that sense into the audience to make them believe that it's a sex scene or a drug or an abuse, whatever it may be, which factor would you give the most importance? Music or excellent voiceover? uh, Without it or both?
1: I think the the kind of the structure of Indian Noir, which I think is a is a good structure for narrative podcast, is that I always use a sound effect to establish what's going on. So if it's a sex scene, I will put the um, noises of sex at the beginning. So people understand, ah, oh, yeah, a sex scene is going on. And then the it, it's kind of slides away and the narration begins. Hmm. And then obviously I try to use a BGM that's appropriate for it as well. But the BGM is very low. Uh, yeah. like, the, the kind of primary mantra for Indian noir is that uh, you know the the narrative voice is supreme over sound effects or the BGM. So, uh, because people don't want to dwell on those things. Mm. Uh, People want to immediately go on to the story, especially because of the kind of storytelling that's used in Indian world, which is using the thriller format. Mm. So people want to go from scene to scene to scene very fast, Uh, but they want the basic descriptions. They want to know what's going on. They don't want Mm. to be confused. They want to know what's going to happen next. All those things need to be conveyed in a really good way using the narrative voice, but the sound really helps. It really prop sets the atmosphere. If it's a forest, start with the forest sounds, then slowly slide it out. Introduce BGM and the narration, and take take the story on. And that's all you need. It's mm. very simple, actually. I did, uh, for the International Podcast Day, I did a demonstration of a, an episode of Indie noir and mm. uh, people were, I think, the comments were, "Oh, this is so simple." Actually, it's true. It's very simple.
0: Yeah,
1: it really is very simple. Uh, it's just layering multiple sounds and just mm. having the intelligence to go, okay. So if I use this sound here it's a good way to um, not confuse the audience so Mm -hmm. you make you make those choices as an artist don't follow other people you know you might think that that's not the good place to beginning is not the good place Mm -hmm. to put it Uh, maybe you know immediately after scene setting is a good place so for example saying that oh you know it was a bright and sunny morning at uh, such and such forest and then introduce the sound that could work totally
0: yeah. and then, I mean, people who are starting out, they have tons of resources on YouTube as well. There are tons of audio yes. libraries over there. Uh, you don't have to hire someone to create music. I mean, like you do as well, right? You have most, you mostly have the whole production team uh, working behind you?
1: No, it's just me. I do everything.
0: One second, one second. You do everything.
1: Yes, I write, uh, narrate, uh, edit, and sound mix, all of that. There's no team, it's just me. And obviously do the social media marketing and uh, yeah, the design work, everything, yeah.
0: Okay, okay, give me one second to let that sink in, okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> really, oh my god, This, is why, it, this is why it takes um, so long to do it. So, for example... There was a fantasy series, which obviously uh-huh. fantasy is very, you know, SFX intense because it was a lot of battle scenes. So it's a seven hour show. Mm. So it's for Devasur, you can hear on hear it on Indian Noir. Uh, you know, if you are a big lover of fantasy shows, so you've loved God of the Lord of the rings, Mahabharata, and you love the big battles, you will love Devasur. Um, so to do seven hours of that, it took 119 hours of production time
0: wow so all by you so that's
1: writing rewriting uh, editing then narrating um, and then cutting the narration and then edit mixing it uh, producing a few final cuts you know that sort of stuff uh, yeah so but seven seven hours of that took 119 hours and you know and I've had to do it by myself which I really enjoy which means that I have uh, complete control over the product mm. how it sounds in the end uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a really a lot of work. I think that uh, people really assume, I think a lot of writers who would listen to Indian Noir would start on the journey of going, oh yeah, I'll just read, the, read my manuscript and that's it. And they're in for a very rude shock as to how long it takes to produce a professional uh, product like Indian Noir, partly because your audience is used to mm-hmm. high-end productions. I mean, visually they're used to seeing high big budget sfx even in tv shows now yeah, yeah if they want audio they'll go to spotify studios and all those big producers and you know they, they have movies music, sound engineers mm-hmm. working on those things so they will expect uh, very high quality out of you so yeah so it's all me
0: well salute to you man seriously this is <laughs> seriously i mean like i i can't admit because you know uh like For me, I was like working on two to three things, like for my college, my business and podcast, even that is really hectic. I mean, like, I was like, what's this going on in my head? Nothing's possible. I feel like, but well done.
1: Yeah. I really admire that you are doing that too. That's, that's really good. Especially at your age that you've started a business. That's incredible. I I never had those ideas when I uh, was your age.
0: Well, I mean, like you are you're actually accumulating everything and doing it in this one Indian Hour podcast. <laughs> so I, mean, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, It's it can can get a bit bit hard, you know. I have yeah. uh, I have a full time job too, and it's um, uh, but you know, if you passionately believe in your art, and mm-hmm. uh, most more important than that, in servicing uh, your audience, uh, which is what Indian Hour is for me. It's uh, I am producing content that can't be found on in the Indian market. Nobody's servicing it. Uh, essentially i'm making it for people like me and uh, it just happens that you know it's just um um, it's just a wonderful opportunity to produce and share that with people who think like me who want the same kind of content like me so that gives you the extra impetus to work really hard and produce the best work and uh, for me i'm living in a lot of ways living living my dream that i you know i've always wanted to be uh, an artist who was um Mm, who had a lot of outreach and had a lot of listeners and I'm able to deliver that through the podcast. It's such, such a blessing to have that.
0: Oh, yeah yeah because you know i was after after seeing that uh the awards or the best podcast and all that instagram post i'm like this guy must be having 120 people behind him obviously and i was like, no no no, no. no. <laughs> wow this is what this, my it's like my whole life has been a life so uh, life so far It's Lies like so far. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like that but uh, no, really, really, man. Okay. seriously you are an inspiration for sure you are thank for you. sure you, are.
1: Thank you thank you a lot, a lot of people say that uh, but you know i'm not doing anything different to what everyone else can do Um, I think it's a confidence thing too yeah yeah I think it's a confidence thing and 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 also it's uh, a a, a, an experience thing Mm. wherein you train your brain to sit and do the work that's that's really hard that's really hard (laughs) even if you're passionate about something it uh, takes a long time to build that endurance Mm. um In a lot of ways, it's mental fitness is like physical fitness. Uh, You have to just have the daily habit of going to the gym again and again and again. Uh, I I remember one person got very serious once, and I think a sports psychologist said to them, Mm -hmm. you know, even if you don't go into the gym, just go drive to the gym, sit Mm -hmm. there on your bike, sit there on your bike. Let's say you really don't want to do it. Just go there, sit on your bike, sit there for 20 minutes if you have to, and then come back. You don't want to do it. But just... But, you know it works after six or seven yeah. days you start thinking okay if i can take the bike there then surely i can walk in through the door and yeah. i really admire that in people you know the people who are very Taking hesitant action to, for it. Who, who, uh, you know it's easy to beat yourself up saying that oh i procrastinate i'm just really mm-hmm. lazy uh it, it's very hard you know give yourself some uh credit for um being a be self being self-aware of that as a problem uh, but then you know be kind to yourself um mm-hmm and then make a strong determination that you're going to um, repeat a behavior again and again till it helps you, um, uh, you know, get into the groove of things.
0: Wow, that's, that's really great. And, uh, you know, so, so that I won't be on high all the time, I'll just ask the next question because <laughs> or else I will be in yeah. high forever. <laughs> thinking about yeah. this. So uh, you're, you're a writer. So any sort of personal stuff that happened that, triggered you to become a writer any sort of poetry or it's because i wrote my first poem when i had a crush on someone and yeah. uh, it didn't work out properly okay and i yeah, yeah, yeah. posted in poetry.poetry.com and it was yeah. having four to five likes and after that when the crush becomes love and the love becomes a breakup then the poetry stuff was gone i couldn't get it back i don't mm-hmm. know why so any stuff that yeah. happened to you if you are willing to share with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think for me, uh, writing for like a lot of people, it was about um, really wanting to be like some of the writers I really enjoyed. I really, Mm. you know, when you read something, you think, oh, wow, that is so beautiful. I wonder if I can do the same. Uh, If I have a worldview that uh, will enable me to produce a similar kind of work or better work. I mean, initially, The first five or six years, you try to imitate people, which is a very important part of the process. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, obviously you get your own style. But uh, even now, you know, I constantly uh, read other people I really admire and think, oh, yes, I can adopt that uh, kind of writing. That's, that's really good. So it's a long-term process. Yeah, but for me, it was really more about uh, being wowed by books and wanting mm. to produce the same kind of writing.
0: But nothing happened. Nothing ever inspired you
1: to make a writing. Uh, nothing in, in, in real life. I ha- oh, look! Oh, yes. That's actually, you know what? This is actually a very really good question. Like, um, I suppose my writing can be divided into um, two halves, really. So there's a mm-hmm. half uh, before Indian Noir, which was writing about uh, the condition of people who live in the fringes in India. Mm-hmm. People who are people from lower castes, yeah. people who are poor, people who are oppressed you know, I, uh, all those things that I've read and experienced, they really helped uh, craft uh, those stories. Mm-hmm. So for example, one of my most read stories is The Prostitute. And that story was to, based on a real incident that my friend told me who was a social worker in, in a red light district. Mm-hmm. And he used to tell me how the prostitutes, they when they have babies, they would just push the little baby down in a basket underneath the bed and they would uh, then, you know, deal with the customer Mm -hmm. that always stayed with me. And, you know, I've put that in that story, the prostitute. Um, So, Oh, absolutely. All those stories are inspired by um, uh, things that really affected me as a human being. Um, The killing field, which is one of the, you know, which, which is a very popular story that I wrote Mm -hmm. is, is about the Plight of uh, Sri Lankan Tamils during the final days of the war against the LTTE. Mm-hmm. Um, Maoist, which won the Commonwealth Short Story Prize. That is about the state of insurgency in, in Northeastern India. Mm. And, and then a look at what terrorism yeah. m- is and means and you know all that stuff. So yeah, so definitely driven by a lot of personal experience. I love poetry. I did like, write a lot of love poetry for others. Uh, but mostly for the sake of uh, really, like you know, replicating the format, I really loved uh, Pablo Neruda, mm. the Chilean poet. Uh, he was an amazing love poet. I really wanted to write like that. That's why I wrote a lot of it, not for other people. But you know, of course, you know, uh, uh, you know, there have been experiences where I've written love poems for others. No one's written any love poems for me, sadly. I mean, you know, this, this oh my is, god, <laughs> this is uh, this is a sad, sad plight uh, yeah. that most poets face. Nobody really writes anything for them. So, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you know, I, you know, I think there's always a mixture of those things: personal experiences and other exposure to other writings.
0: Oh, it's like a coach who can who wants to play but can't play. <laughs> it's like yeah, that. that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: true. It's a good one. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, just uh, two two questions before closing. Is that so? One question I always ask, like uh, out of the podcast stuff, so which is uh, that you're you're also in India right now, right? Your, no i'm
1: in sydney i live in australia now yeah
0: okay so is it morning yeah. or night uh what's the time
1: it's it? a it's a midnight there 12 o'clock yeah. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah okay so who was the last person that you made smile today
1: last person i made smile today actually it was the team at uh, wine studios who were smiling mm. today because um uh, outside of indian noir i also write and narrate heirs of the pandavas which is a Different podcast, which mm-hmm. is a fantasy one. So, if you like uh, The Witcher on Netflix, if you like, um, uh, you know, Vikram and vetal and the mm-hmm. Panchatatra and all those stories, uh, and you loved Indian fantasy comics when you were a kid, you will really love Airs of the Pandavas. So, today we were um, selected to be part of the Bella One Hundred. So, for those of you who don't know, Bella One Hundred, it's like the Times Magazine of podcasting, and you know, Airs of the Pandavas was listed in the uh most outstanding podcasts of 2020 so i rang them uh, just to wish them uh, um you know congratulate them mm-hmm. all the good stuff and they were they were all smiles really and uh, so am i it's 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 a teamwork it's not just me that that that's an instance where there are people behind me not in here yeah. yeah. but also the point of is there is a sound engineer marketing department uh, an editor uh all, all of that good stuff so yeah
0: Wow, great, 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 great. So, uh, one final question before closing is that uh, what do you actually want to give as the best tip in the whole world, according to you, to a fellow podcaster who is starting out? Now, uh, just before full disclosure, there are like tons of people who said consistency and, you know, hard work and all this stuff. That's something that's commonly just said. I want something new from you because you're a totally different guy. (laughs) So, tell me something about it.
1: I think it's important to go and maybe sit down with a consultant, a podcasting consultant to uh, really narrow down your aims Mm. uh, as to why you're starting the podcast, what it's going to be about, who your audience are, what your expectations are in terms of how much uh, work you're ready to put into it. How much do you want to grow? How do you want to grow? Just like uh, when I write an Indian noir story, I always plot the whole thing Mm. and then I write it every week. I think it's important to have a plot in mind as you step into podcasting otherwise just starting it and just drifting into uh, you know no man's land uh, you will soon lose motivation and it won't go yeah. anywhere so i think uh the any any money you spend sitting down with a consultant especially a trusted one someone who's got lots of experience mm. um you know it is worth its weight in gold that's my yeah. advice
0: Well, wow, that's something that's different <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's good. nice that's nice that's nice okay so guys uh thank you so much for listening to this episode and uh, at the first he mentioned a lot of uh ways where you could contact i mean like listen indian noir but if uh possible can you mention it again just to make sure that the audience are yeah
1: sure yeah you can listen to indian noir at IndianNoir.com. so it's noir is spelled n-o-i-r and uh, you know it's on all your favorite podcast apps as well uh, just search for indian space noir and uh, I, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Noir. So, uh, and I'm sure there'll be a link provided as part of this podcast of as well. So, I look forward to um, seeing you all online. And uh, uh, you know, good luck! Good luck on your podcasting journey. Of
0: course, that's really great. And is, is there anything yet you want to ask me?
1: Uh, no, I, I'm just uh, you know just really hoping that uh, people who have listened to us today um find a lot of self-belief and energy yeah. <laughs> to go and pursue their dreams um, you know, it's very important particularly mm. now that covid has really depressed a lot of uh, industries and uh, really um, restructured rest- the economy it's even uh, it's very important not to lose heart and uh, to stick with your dreams and pursue it and alter it if uh, you know it's not uh, Uh, going to uh, yield benefits to you Mm. uh, but alter it in such a way that you're able to retain the same passion you had for your original dream and keep at it that's what life is about Uh, it's not about achieving goal a b or c and being like someone else it's more about what does just this journey mean for you and how do you uh, do it and how do you treat the people you meet on the way uh, when you're on this amazing journey so i wish you all the best and i am i have no doubt uh, particularly, young India. I'm so full of hope for uh, what young Indians can achieve. The world is uh, your limit. Well, that, sorry, sorry. Uh, let me just rephrase that. Yeah, of course. There's <laughs> no limit. Um, the sky is your limit, and there is nothing in, in this world that can really um, uh, stop you from uh, really um, expressing your ideas uh, and, and becoming your true self.
0: Well, that's totally great. And uh, guys, thanks so for listening. And thank you so much, Nikesh, for coming on to the show. It was really something that's, uh, I really wanted to hear something today. So you really said all those stuff. So thank you so much for that as well. And guys, i have given a link in the uh, description below. So you can definitely go and check that out. And if you have any questions, you can definitely go and ask him because he's a guy who replied to my text. So obviously, he would definitely <laughs> yeah, engage with you a lot yeah. as well. So yes. thank you so much, you guys, for listening to this. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you, Nikesh.
1: Lovely. Nice talking to you,
0: bud.